Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Happier at Work podcast. If you're a longtime listener, you know that I've been running these bonus episodes for the last few weeks. I used to do this synopsis, this summary at the end of every episode, but I'm trying something out and see how this goes as doing the summary as a completely separate episode. So if you've listened to the full episode already, this can serve as a reminder, serve as accountability. If you haven't listened to the full episode, maybe this will give you a flavour of the kinds of things that we talked about. It might make you want to go and listen to the full episode as well. So this summary is from the discussion I had with Will Polston, something a little bit different on the podcast. I don't usually talk about personal development type of stuff, but I think it is really important. Personal development, it ties in very closely with professional development as well. We can't work on ourselves professionally if we don't work on ourselves personally as well. It's great from a career management perspective and we had really insightful discussions. So I'm going to summarize some of the, the key points here. And I suppose one of the first things that I'd love to pose to you is hands up if you think that more money will make you happier. And I think sometimes we find ourselves in this trap if we're going for a promotion, if we want to switch jobs, if we want to just earn more money generally. We think that we're going to be happier if we earn more money. And Will shared his journey around that. So he worked in stockbroking, he earned a lot of money and then he started using personal development to earn even more money. So he saw the direct impact that it had. But then he got to a stage where he realised he wasn't happy and actually it was detracting from his happiness and really thinking about, well, what's my purpose here or what's my mission in life Um, kind of moved him in the direction that he needed to go. Now, another thing that we talked about is this idea of deferred happiness. So we think that we'll be happy at some point in the future when we achieve whatever arbitrary goal that we've set for ourselves. So when I find a partner, when I lose weight, when I get the promotion, when I get the pay increase, whatever it might be, we always think I'll be happy when and the when is always in the future and if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time you'll hear me talking about habits and process rather than an end goal of I will be happy when something happens. I loved Will's definition of the North Star so it's a goal so big that you'll never achieve it and I had never thought about something like that before and it's kind of given me food for thought in the movement that I've created with Happier at Work and how I want to create something that I could potentially never achieve in my lifetime. Maybe it's a legacy. Maybe it's something I pass on to someone else to continue. Maybe there is multiple people involved, whatever that looks like. But think about what that means for you. Do you have a goal so big that you'll never actually achieve it? But it's through the process, through the journey, through the attainment of those habits or those milestones along the way that you will feel a great sense that you have accomplished something in your life. Will also talked about what goals really are and why we have goals. So he talked about it as being a way to change how we feel. So we set a goal because we want to change something about how we feel. And he talked also about the positive and negative emotions as a signal to act differently. So I mean, I'm aware of this already, this idea that it's there's no good and bad emotions like it might feel bad to feel guilty, but take it as an, a signal that something needs to change as opposed to. And this is what we tend to do. I'm guilty of this myself. Guilty. There we go again. But we tend to 
berate ourselves then when we feel bad. So it ends up in a spiral. But take it as a signal. Take it as an opportunity. We talked about the fact that there is never a right time. There's never a right time for anything. If you want to do something, you just have to start wherever you are and you start and you learn and you go and you keep going. And that's that's how things happen. And you make mistakes and you fail and you have setbacks, but you just keep going. You take those as learning opportunities, as redirection, however you want to define it. But if there's something that you want to do, you have to just start. We talked about values. This is something if you've listened to the podcast for a while, something I'm so passionate about is understanding more about values. Do you know what your core values are? Could you tell someone what they are? Is it something that you're working on at the moment? I know it's something for me, it's kind of an ongoing process. When I first started looking at this type of work, I had a list of about 35 different things and then I reduced the list and I grouped some things together that were sort of similar as well. But I think it's really important to understand what your values are. And one of the questions that that Will posed was this idea of, are you living incongruently? So if you're living against the values that you have, so are you living someone else's life? Are you living a life that's expected of you? Are you living something that is not really aligned with what it is that you want to do, but you're just going along with it? We talked about society's expectations as well. So fame and money and things like that. And people who get that level of fame realize when they're there, you know, there's the accolades and all this and you feel very valued. But at the same time, it's not really all it was cracked up to be. We talked about the use of language. So this idea of I have to, I have to do something that implies that there's some sort of external pressure on you to do something. Now, the language I tend to use when I notice myself saying I have to do something is flipping that to I choose to. Will talked about just noticing the language when people say I have to versus I love to do something. So love implies that it's something that you're internally, intrinsically motivated to do or that you're inspired to do. We talked about fantasy and the ideal versus the reality. So when we have high expectations of what we think something is going to be like and the example he shared was when someone exited their business and they had all of this money and all of this time but they had no sense of purpose, let's say. They had no nothing to kind of head towards. This stems from not not really considering what the fantasy will be like versus what the reality of the day-to-day actually is. This is something that I can so relate to as well as a lot of my clients because they reach a certain level in their career and they're kind of looking around going, I thought I'd feel differently. I thought I would feel more confident. I thought... There's all of these expectations they had about how different they would feel when they reached a certain level, but that hasn't necessarily materialized. So are you living in this fantasy ideal world? And it's the difference between what we expected versus what we actually got that causes that conflict, causes that feeling. We talked about this idea of purpose and I mistakenly, and I knew this already, but I mistakenly used the word about finding your purpose and will very kindly correct me and talked about this idea of creating purpose so you don't have to look and I think a lot of people spend time trying to find what their purpose is or I don't know what my purpose is but actually what if you focused on creating that purpose for yourself just by trying things and again back to my earlier point about just starting just start to do stuff 
And then uh, we talked about values again and this idea of the end values versus the means values. And the end values are what you're moving towards or away from. And then the means values are more about the context and how you're actually doing it, how you're showing up. And the final thought that I want to leave you with today is everything I have is based on where I was. So everything you have today is based on you in the past. So if you want to make changes, you need to make those changes today so that your future self will be looking back and saying everything I have now is based on my past. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so delighted to have you as my podcast listener. And if you want to reach out to me directly, let me know, did anything resonate with you today? You'll find all of my links on happieratwork.ie. I always love to hear from listeners. I love when I get a notification saying someone has left a review as well. So if you're so inclined, I would love to hear from you, whether it is reaching out to me directly or leaving a review on one of the platforms. Those of you who've been with us for a while know that we've been partnering with Skilding and the most recent evolution of this is something I really, really get behind. I really, really love this idea. We are bringing you together a set of curated episodes from the podcast specifically to do with women in leadership. They've been carefully chosen to empower you to become the leader you are supposed to be. But it's different from a normal course that you might take. It's like a mini course. Most courses will give you a content to consume, but by partnering with Skilding, we're giving you the tools to take action. So that's either by yourself or as part of a supportive community, along with me offering advice and encouragement if you want it. You can find out more about this mini course by visiting skilding.com forward slash happier. That's skill, S-K-I-L-L-D-I-N-G dot com forward slash happier.